Good morning, friends. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious God, as we continue our journey together as Easter people, help us to hear you more clearly so that the love story of Jesus is told more boldly. Use us in new and hope-filled ways. Now, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, Lord God. There's an old story of a daughter coming to her mother, lamenting of her life's challenges. She's telling her mother that she just doesn't know how to balance it all. The mother took her daughter into the kitchen and filled three pots of water and put them on the stove. In the first pot, she put carrots. In the second, she put eggs. In the third pot, coffee beans. They watched and waited for the water to boil. After about 10 minutes, the mother turned the burners off and scooped some of the carrots out into a bowl, asking her daughter to tell her what she saw. She replied, cooked carrots. Then her mother scooped some eggs into a bowl, asking her daughter what she saw. And she responded, cooked eggs. Finally, the mother scooped from the pot with the coffee beans, asking her daughter what she saw, to which she replied, coffee. The mother then proceeded to tell her daughter that life is like the boiling water. The water changed the carrots from being firm to soft. The eggs went from being raw and protected only by a fragile shell to being firm and solid. The coffee beans went into the clear water and when boiled, actually changed the water. The mother then asked her daughter, will you be changed by life or will you have the capacity to change your life? There are times when our weekly scripture introduce us to a story quite well. Other times, well, we have today's. If you would indulge me just a bit, I'd like to offer a lead in to today's story a frame of sorts to see the story a little bit more easily. This doesn't mean that our text cannot stand on its own. It simply means that hearing the context in which we meet our characters, we will have a more full meaning, I believe. Had we begun reading in verse 13, we would have heard Luke's accounting of two of Jesus's followers walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, an approximate seven-mile stretch. Along the way, they were talking about the events of the past week when they met a man who asked them what they were talking about. They turned to him and asked if he was the only stranger in Jerusalem who did not know what was going on. They go on to tell him about the week's events, and then this stranger begins to tell them the stories of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms, and how the Messiah 
would suffer and be raised. As they reached the town, this man continued along the way, but given that it was at the end of the day's journey, they insisted he join them at their lodging. When they sat at the table to have supper, this man took the bread, blessed it, and gave it to them. At that moment, their eyes were open, recognizing him to be Jesus. That quickly, he disappeared. The men immediately got up and returned to Jerusalem. Imagine, they had just arrived to their destination and were turning back. They must have been exhausted both emotionally and physically but they got up to walk the journey again in the dark to tell their friends, the disciples, what they had just experienced. So now here we are about to enter the story in our text for today. Our friends have met up with the disciples and they are relaying their encounter when suddenly Jesus appears in the room and says, Peace be with you. They are startled and frightened, and Jesus is surprised at their doubts. Let's face it. If we are honest, I think we'd all be a little frightened as well. However, we would do well to give the disciples a bit of room to experience their emotions here. They had just witnessed horrible events and needed a little time to absorb what was going on. I can imagine they didn't want to get their hopes up again, only to have them dashed just as quickly. They had spent the previous three years traveling together, witnessing all the miracles and the teachings, when suddenly Jesus is crucified. They stood in fear and grief as their friend, teacher, and Lord was taken from them prematurely. They still had plans and hopes and dreams and so much more. Now he appears in the room with them. Is it any wonder they might be in disbelief, scratching their heads and rubbing their eyes, trying to make sense of it all? Wouldn't we all be? They were trying to sort it all out because they knew they needed to continue to tell the stories of Jesus. And we too need to tell those stories. This text illustrates the many layers of the way of Jesus. Love stories of Jesus for all people, whether they believe he is the Messiah or not. These stories are for everyone. That is the role of the church, to continue layering each of our own experiences of love upon the previous ones. Each time we are called to enact the love of Jesus in this world, and when we say yes, we are building up those layers for others to learn from and to witness. We are building up the kingdom of God when we open wide the gates of justice for all peoples. We build up the kingdom through demonstrating merciful kindnesses, 
through our actions of offering the dignity of health care and proper nutrition for all people. Through our standing up for those who have been disenfranchised of their right to cast a vote in free and fair elections. By our collective work to ensure our natural resources are protected for generations to come. And through our bold actions of reconciliation and reparations with the First Nation people and persons of color whose ancestors were enslaved in this country. The kingdom work is now. Friends, this is not a lofty ideal that someday might be nice to attain. Rather, the kingdom of God has an imperative to be here now. And it requires all of us to be willing to share our own stories of how God met us along our roads to and from Jerusalem. When we share our stories with one another, it empowers others to tell theirs. We are here today, joined with our ancestral siblings in faith, facing the very same fork in the road of life. Will we remain Palm and Easter Sunday Christians choosing to gloss over the challenging events of Holy Week? Or will we be willing to hear and tell the hard stories of our lives and thereby lifting up one another for having heard and told them? We are so much better together. God wants relationship with each and every one of us together. What lengths are we willing to go to share the love stories of Jesus? Are we going to change the world by our stories, or will we let our circumstances in life change us? And if we are changed, and we will be, will we be able to use those changes for good? I close with a quote by the late poet, Mary Oliver. She writes, I tell you this to break your heart, by which I mean only that it break open and never close again to the rest of the world. May it be so.